Have you ever had a moment where you just kind of felt stuck? Where initially you got hyped up, really excited about starting something new, maybe losing weight or playing a new instrument or trying something out in your business. And then you hit a wall. Either there's problems with money or time or motivation or kids and all sorts of stuff just pops up and you just feel discouraged. But what if this is not just in one particular area, maybe in multiple areas of your life with not just your business, your personal life, maybe you've been in and out of relationships or perhaps you just never really got close with certain family members and you just feel stuck and don't feel motivated and just don't know why. I know I've been that way. I've really struggled for many years trying to connect with certain people and just felt hopeless and helpless and just didn't know how to get out of it. If that's you, let's talk about this idea of learned helplessness. What that looks like from the angle of trauma healing. Because I know for a lot of us, we could be doing really awesome things, but we got to remove some blocks that are stopping us from the road to recovery. And that's what we're going to be doing in this episode, really unpacking and demystifying this idea of what helplessness looks like so that you can finally live a happier life. We're going to get to all of that coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a life coach for business owners, and I specialize in traumas and addictions. Well, why do I do that? Well, I'm an incest survivor. I'm recovering alcoholic sex addict, and I'm just someone who just been through a lot of stuff and have lived to tell the tale. What I'm sharing with you are the things that have helped me and countless other clients that I've worked with over the past 10 years. If you're interested in learning more about me, make sure that you visit my website, denisegli.com. There you'll read articles, inquire about working with me, take one of my courses, highly recommend Amazing Attitude, and just discover the power that resides in you. And if you want to get social with me, make sure that you visit me on X Twitter, Denise G. Lee, leaving links in the show notes below so that you can be able to interact with me. Twitter X is really the only place. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on all those other places where you can ask me a question. I'll send comments back. We'll have a fun time. It'll be awesome. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you follow me there. And lastly, if you are listening to this episode for the very first time, make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop an episode, which is usually on Mondays, Wednesdays, or Fridays, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And if you have been enjoying these podcast episodes, share this podcast episode with somebody else. That way, other people can jump on the bandwagon of health, healing, and happiness. The triple three. <laughs> And with that all being said, I want to dive into today's episode because, well, time is wait for nobody. Okay. So let's hit the time machine and go back to a date in a time where I wasn't alive, but maybe some of you guys might be alive or if you are alive, you're a little bit further up in age. Anywho, let's go to 1960s. 
And there were very young, ambitious doctors, researchers, Dr. Stephen Mayer from the University of Colorado and Dr. Martin Sigman from the University of Pennsylvania. And they were kind of the pioneers of understanding how trauma impacts people. And they were embarking on studying dogs and this idea of learned helplessness. And so what they did is they took a bunch of dogs where they gave them some really painful electric shocks while the dogs were trapped in cages. Now, I'm a dog lover. I have a dog. And I I couldn't do that. And now PETA and all those other people probably would frown upon them. But anyway, this is what happened back then. Anyway, they called the situation inescapable shock. And after a few rounds of shock, they opened the cage doors. But something really interesting happened. The dogs that were involved in the study had never been shocked before, ran away when the dogs when the doors were opened. But the dogs that had experienced the inescapable shocks didn't even try to escape. They just sat there paralyzed, even though the doors were wide open and they were whimpering and didn't move. It seemed that for these traumatized dogs, having the chance to escape didn't even click in them. Like they haven't had a chance. In their mind, they're like, I'm still sucked. It didn't matter that everything's over. They stayed stuck in fear, not wanting to try anything else. This is the same behavior would happen to the dogs, the similar what happens to us and anyone else who has been traumatized. They might give up and stick with what they learn. They have learned to do, even though there's a way out. And Dr. Mayers and Siegelman took all their information. They made a really seminal work in a paper called Learned Helplessness, Theory and Evidence. It's published in 1976. Great read, by the way. And the paper talked about not just helplessness in animals, but how it relates to us as human beings. I'm positive and I'm thinking about so many different situations that I've gone through where long after I escaped living with my pedophile mother, long after I quit certain jobs, in my mind, I was still there, still in survival mode, still thinking as if people were out to get me. Have you ever felt paranoid and suspicious, even though you really have no solid evidence, but in your mind, you're still there? After going some, through some really tough times, many of us still feel stuck. Sometimes we say things we don't really mean. Or stay quiet when we should speak up. And we do things or avoid things that we end up regretting later. Like we're facing those old demons from the past. And when you think about it, you are. In the last couple of years, I've been really learning about how our minds work after, tough, after dealing with tough experiences. And what I found just keeps surprising me. And that's why this podcast is here to help support not just business owners, but anyone just trying to understand themselves and why they do the things they do. And I've, I've noticed something very fascinating about business owners is that even though we're really busy, sometimes it feels like we're not getting anywhere. I think the shock and the, those tough times from the past 
put us in the strange state where we're doing things, but not really living our lives. But all that's going to change now because we have tools. We have the chance to thaw out those frozen moments of pain and start doing things that really matter to us. For the first time in our lives, we don't have to blame mom or cousin Jimmy or uncle Eric or all these other people. We get to start doing things for us. And when we hit those walls, we can finally push through. We don't have to blame anybody else or just be in this weird catatonic state where we're frozen and feeling helpless. Or we don't have to keep starting and stopping things over and over and over again. We get to do things better. and But it takes some effort and it takes some intention on your part. And so what we're going to do in the time that we have remaining is I'm going to share with you 10 tips to help you overcome those feelings of helplessness so that you can finally start living your life. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say all of it at once, okay? And then we're going to dive into each one. And as I'm reading it out loud, I want you to first obviously write everything, write all these the 10 points because they're all very good, by the way. And then I want you to kind of circle the ones where you're like, okay, this is really problematic. And then underline the things where like, oh, hmm, I really need to dig more into this because it's not enough for you to be like listening to me and nodding your head and going, yeah, wow, Denise is Denise is on something. What I want you to finally doing is put pen to paper because what that does is signals to your brain, your hippocampus and your memory center and saying, hey, this is something that's going to help us get better. And when you finally trigger a, a that type of reaction in your mind, what it does is starts to put things into motion to actually cause changes in your life to happen. But that doesn't happen by you just listening to this and walking it on, listening to this while multitasking, which doesn't work by the way. It takes intention, especially when we're doing this deep type of healing work. Okay. The wonderful thing about an audio podcast thing is that you can hit the pause button and rewind if I said something too fast or you really you need to re-listen to what I had to say another time all right so I'll give you a moment to gather up your writing utensils and if writing is not available please at least do yourself a favor and re-listen to this at another time so that you can be able to capture what I have said okay all right I know that was enough lecturing so don't mind me, I'm a mom. <laughs> Moms kind of harp on things from time to time. But anywho, let's get into these 10 things and then let's go into each one and two specifics, okay? So 10 tips to overcoming the helplessness is number one, acknowledge the impact. Two, be mindful of your actions. Three, break the silence. Four, confront regrets. Five, challenge old fears. Six, embrace change. Seven, thaw from the trauma. Eight, focus on meaningful actions. Nine, invest in your recovery. And 10, reflect on your progress. Okay, let's dive into number one, acknowledge the impact. For a lot of us, we have been around emotionally disabled people who have deep, deep shame. And they just rather just sweep everything under the rug and just pretend it didn't happen because they lack either the tools or the capacity to deal with painful things, not just from you, but within themselves. So that you may have learned from your family members or 
from teachers or people around you that it wasn't that bad, where they try to minimize it or or even pretend like it didn't happen at all. But that's not going to help you heal. Acknowledging the impact means recognizing that tough experiences can leave a lasting impact on your thoughts and your actions. And understanding this is a first step in regaining control. For many, many years, I didn't even really want to admit or even acknowledge that my mother molested me sexually because it was so deep and so shameful. But the fact of the matter is it impacted all types of relationships I had with both men and women because of that, that, that level of violation. Just even owning it can make you feel empowered. And when I say owning it, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to walk up to your abuser and say, hey, you abused me. Oh, hey, you mistreated me. It means talking with someone who is present, available, and friendly and committed to helping not just your relationship grow, but supporting you along your journey. So acknowledging the impact obviously first and foremost starts with you, but it also carries through with sharing that feeling with another person so you know you're not crazy, you're not out of your mind. This really happened, okay? Let's move into number two, being mindful of your actions. Woo, this is a hard one for some of us because... A lot of us are just moving and shaking and hustling. And as we're thinking about certain things, we've got other things in the back of our mind. We're constantly jostling from thought to thought to thought to thought to thought. And if we're not careful, we start doing things impulsively, reactively, without even asking ourselves, "Is does this even align with what I really want or need? Is this really something that's going to help me. And I know if you've been in the crisis situations, everyone just says, go, 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 do, do, do. But in that process, you can never be. So being mindful of your actions is slowing down, pumping the brakes, allowing yourself to go into a blank state and pausing, feeling your body. Did you know that 95% of your serotonin, your mood stabilizing hormones, starts in your stomach not in your brain for so many of us we've had stomach aches and all these issues irritable bowel syndrome because we've been betraying our bodies because we haven't allowed our minds to slow down empty out the space and ask ourselves how do I feel how am I doing what matters most to me right now and for some of you guys right now, that's going to be a game changer within itself. Okay. Let's move into number three, breaking the silence. If you're keeping quiet when you should speak up, now is the time to start challenging yourself to express your thoughts and your feelings. Abusers love people who don't have a voice because they can just run roughshod all of them and just act all wild and crazy. But when we're silent and we're complying, we're basically teaching our abuser and everyone that's observing that it's okay, okay to mistreat you. It's okay to not respect your thoughts or cherish your feelings. Oh, by the way, I go into amazing ad to my 21 day course more deeply about how you use your words to influence change in your world and how you influence people around you. 
want to leave a link in the show notes below about amazing attitude. But anyway, for a lot of us, we have been stuck in silence because compliance was the only option that we had during our, our days of abuse. And if we keep doing that, all we're doing is emboldening the people around us who are sick to con- continue doing the abuse. And we don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to play roll over and comply. No more. Okay. So we talked about acknowledging the impact, being mindful of the actions. We just talked about breaking the silence. Let's move into confronting regrets. Woo-wee. I've had too many occasions in my life of pacing the floors, wearing down the carpet, the, the threads on my carpet, worrying about things I said or shouldn't have said and how I messed up or how people didn't take too kindly to what I, what I was doing. And I had a lot of regrets. Now is time for you to address those actions or inactions that led to regrets. There's a, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Shame is basically shaming yourself. You're irredeemable. You're not, you're a, a, a bad person. And guilt is like, I need to learn more through this. And this is how I'm going to remedy it. When we're confronting a regrets, what we're going to do is we're going to learn from these experiences and use them to making more empowering choices for ourselves in the future. Sometimes we can't hit the rewind button. Some If people are easily offended and want to avoid you after one mistake, then what it is is teaching you that you need more emotionally available people to interact with. That's all that's saying right now. We're not going to sit here and try to accommodate people who are unwilling to have compassion for us. Confronting regrets, meaning owning how we can do better next time with people who choose to appreciate us for how we are growing and learning and becoming to be more empathetic for ourselves and other people. Okay. Now let's talk about challenging old fears. I kind of mentioned that earlier in the past about sometimes we don't really push through certain barriers. And behind that that blockage are all these doubts about our capabilities, about our worthiness, about our ability to succeed. And just because your mind has told yourself that you're not capable or certain things can't be done, doesn't mean it's true. I hear this from people all the time. Oh, I can't afford this. And then they just buy a new iPhone or buy something else. It's not like you can't afford doing this to invest in yourself. You're choosing to prioritize certain things. So challenging those old fears and must involve asking yourself if what you're saying is accurate or not. Because I've seen so many people say they want to do certain things. But then they, what they're really saying is I'm scared because I don't think I am worthy of receiving love or attention or growth because I'd not, I wasn't accustomed to that. Just because no one provided you in the past doesn't mean that you're ineligible for love and caring and compassion for yourself going forward. It just means that people that were around you just didn't know how to do it because of their own emotional disability. Okay. Now, let's talk about embracing change. Whew. Now, th- this is a real hard one because for a lot of us, 
our world was always defined by chaos, confusion, pain, anxiety, drama. But if we want to change, we have to understand that comes with discomfort, trying the new, stepping out of your comfort zone. I tell this to all of my clients. The reason why you've been making strides in your life is because you have accountability. When you're not accountable to anybody or just to yourself, you're liable to make lots of excuses for yourself and not do the things that are required for you to become a better person. It doesn't work that way. We as human beings, we're lazy. I don't know any other way to say this. The way we have discipline is through experience and through accountability. That's why, I I hate to say this, we've been so impacted by our teachers or our parents because they gave us consequences if we didn't measure up and do certain things. Now, I'm not trying to put all that negative energy out and saying that we need to model that behavior in order for us to become a better person. But I want to ask you, is there someone in your life that's positive, that's helpful, that's helping you get out of your own head and into more positive things? Because if you're just trying to rely on your own strength and your own willpower, it's not going to work. Guaranteed. We do wonderful jobs of human beings as to convince ourselves out of changing. Because if we want to not be helpless, it requires for us to see things from a different light that doesn't come from us. Okay? So we talked about confronting regrets, challenging no fears, embracing change. Now it's time to thaw from this trauma. Oh, Lord have mercy. Thawing from that trauma. Just like recovering from learned helplessness. Now is the time to allow yourself to thaw from those moments of pain. And I know it's scary. That's why you need support through therapy self-reflection, connecting with friends, working with a coach like myself so that it can help you process and release the emotional weight. I was reading the book, What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey. And she was mentioned, Oprah Winfrey was mentioning her best friend, Gail King and said, I never went to therapy, but I've always had a, a Um, a lot of conversation, 35 plus year conversations with my best friend, Gail King. And we talk and we laugh and we just, we just go over things. And Dr. Perry was responding. That's how trauma therapy works, where you're not just trying to deal with it all at once. You're just dealing with it in little bite-sized chunks. And so that it's kind of easier to manage and digest. Like think about nobody eats a ribeye with just their hands. Doesn't make any sense. We get we have a fork, we have a knife, ideally, and we just chop off little bits at a time so we can chew it slowly and then swallow it down. And so that goes with thawing from that trauma and allows us to slowly bit by bit in safe places with safe people how to analyze and process what had happened to us. And if you don't have friends that you can safely talk about it or community. That's your action item right then and there to do that. Because working on your own on this is not enough. I wish I could have done it, but it didn't work for me. Just saying. All right, let's talk about focusing on meaningful activities. Now we're thinking positive. 
Now is the time for us to shift our focus from merely just going through the motions now to actually doing things that generally matter to you. So so many of us, we just did things that were connected to our abuser. Like, <laughs> I remember I was very into physical fitness in my early 20s, not because necessarily I wanted to be fit, it was because I was so impacted by the trauma wounds of being constantly criticized about my weight and appearance by my brothers and my father. It was just so hurtful. And maybe for you right now, you have to rewrite certain activities that on the surface seems healthy, but it's really connected with your trauma. Now is the time for you to actually ask yourself, like, what are my passions? What are my interests? What are my, what am I, why am I doing this? And it just can't be so I can get approval from other people. It has to be so that it helps enrich my life and adds a positive influence in everything in a, and everyone around me. And for so many of us, we have never done that type of work because we were so busy just jumping from thing to thing to thing just so we can accumulate this list of achievements while always feeling empty and unsatisfied. And that's got to end right now. And that requires you to do number nine, invest in recovery. I get emails from people, <laughs> emails from people who are on my list and they ask me, you know, questions based on the things I say. And I always reply back with some articles because here's the deal. I don't want to take time away from the clients that have invested in themselves. They put not just their time, but their money into getting well. Healing requires things beyond superficial activities. I mean, I'm not saying that listening to this podcast isn't helpful. I know it is. I hear, hear from you guys. I know it is. But that requires things that involve self-care, therapy, personal development. And I was talking with a client of mine. She's doing equine therapy. And that's just so freaking awesome. I don't care what you do. But do something that you can really invest yourself in because if it's free low cost you're not going to be invested in it's in one year in one and out doesn't really matter but when you actually start putting your time and your money into things that help you heal wow the world is your oyster all right so we talked about thawing from trauma focusing on meaningful activities investing in your recovery lastly reflecting on your progress this is like so you've been doing awesome work right learning about yourself now is the time for you to kind of take take the page back flip the page back and reflect on all the things that you've done how you were slaying things and celebrate those victories sometimes when we feel bad we always just zoom into the negative but forget about all the wonderful ways we've improved our lives recognizing positive changes helps to reinforce the idea that you have the power to own your own narrative you can do it. It all depends on your willingness to believe in your power to change. Okay? This is called self-efficacy. You can do it. Now, let me read the whole list again about how to escape from learned helplessness and go toward the path of recovery and healing. Number one, acknowledge the impact. Two, be mindful of your actions. Three, break the silence. Four, confront regrets. Five, challenge old fears. Number six, 
embrace change. Seven, thaw from trauma. Eight, focus on meaningful activ- actions, rather. Nine, invest in recovery. And 10, reflect on your progress. Now, what item really clicked on your mind? Like, hmm, I really need to zoom in on that. Take note. Write it down. And ask yourself what needs to be done next. Did you circle the ones that are like, I need to do things? Did you underline the things that you need to watch out for? I hope you did. Because that really matters. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I enjoy these conversations. Please visit me on denisegeely.com. There's a little tab that says, send me a note if you've been really enjoying these podcast episodes or just want to say anything to me in general. Connect with me on social media, uh, Denise G. Lee on X Twitter. And lastly, if you're interested in working with me, denisegeely.com is the place where you can go to get more information. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this podcast if you enjoyed it and found value with it. And until next time, love yourself, understand the power to change resides in you. And with that being said, take care and be awesome.